Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, everybody? Monday, April 19th, Straight Fire with me, Jason McIntyre. Thank you for tuning in. Hope everybody had an amazing weekend. I will say, um, we've waited for this time for a long... I think it's been 13 months since coronavirus hit, and finally, it feels like a sense of normalcy set in. I'll quickly go through the weekend we had between the two kids three soccer games. We went two and one. And two basketball games, a rare double basketball effort. I did Undisputed Friday, so it was a little worn down Friday night. Made it an early night. And then I had the radio show Saturday. No rest for the weary people. Okay, this is how we roll. And the weekend was pretty fantastic. Um, I got to say, it was like 80 degrees in Southern California on Sunday, one of the warmest days of the year. And it was just, it was a blast. And the kids are going back to school more this week. It was only two and a half hours. Now it's extending to four and a half hours. So all the dads in my area who listen to this, and there are many, are very excited. The moms are even more excited. Um, It's just a sense of normalcy starting to set in. People are starting to think about summer vacations. Stuff's getting booked up quickly. It was just, uh, it was one of these weekends where it's like, oh, Cool. With the exception, of course, that not only do the parents attending soccer games have to wear masks, but so do the kids playing. And two, we have, you know, in our little circle out here, we've got some doctor friends. Two doctor friends on the team both were stunned that the kids had to wear masks while playing. They're like, why? Uh, You guys know, if you follow me on Instagram, we're doing some, you know, second and fourth grade basketball games. And uh, we don't have the kids wear masks. We're outside. You know, uh, I don't want to go into coronavirus, but quickly on sports opening up, it just feels good to see the kids having fun again, chatting with their friends and like life's getting kind of back to normal. Not for everybody. I hope wherever you live, it's improving and, um, you know, life is just getting back to not the good old days, but I don't know, 15 months ago. Everything was awesome, you know, <laughs> at least, uh, you know, in, in my little world of sports and life, um, 
As for sports, holy cow, what a weekend. You had Dodgers, Padres. I put this out on social media over the weekend, and all these people got angry at me. I said, Dodgers, Padres, and yes, I'm now living in California, so maybe this is checkered a little bit by that, but my take is that is the new Red Sox-Yankees. I mean, the Red Sox are an abomination. Barely could put them on TV. Yankees don't really have that juice right now. It's early, but Dodgers-Padres is really fun and exciting. Heated game Friday night. But we're not going to start the show today with baseball because I've got to talk about a guy. And, you know, I don't want to give myself credit and injure my shoulder patting myself on the back. But we have been steadfast in the idea that the Pelicans are screwing up Zion Williamson. And it happened again over the weekend. Folks, this is staggering. Sunday, Pelicans-Knicks, big game, right? Knicks are a playoff team in the East. Pelicans trying to get into the play-in game. I mean, what? uh, All they keep doing is losing. Stan Van Gundy, I mean, listen, I don't think he's going to get fired after one game. Uh, Sorry, one season. But Stan Van Gundy just continues to step in it. And at the end of the game, they're up by three on the Knicks. You know the strategy. You either foul or you don't give up a three-pointer. And what does Lonzo Ball do? Lonzo Ball comes off his guy on the perimeter to uh, uh, challenge a Derrick Rose drive to the basket, and Rose kicks it out, and the Knicks hit a three, and we go to overtime, and the Knicks win. And Sam Van Gundy was ticked off. He almost, I don't think he called out Zion, uh, not Zion or Lonzo Ball, but he basically said his guys were dumb, and they made a catastrophic error. He's right. I don't know if he's in a position to say that. Maybe he's trying to light a fire under them or something, but it was... An awful turn of events for the Pels. They lose their third straight. And then after the game, if this wasn't twisting the knife, I don't know how it could get much worse for the Pelicans. After the game, of course, the New York media has got to find out, Zion, hey, what'd you think playing an MSG? You know, young guy. You were supposed to come to the Knicks when they tanked for you. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, the Knicks did not get him. I'll get to that in a moment. But Zion Williamson basically says the worst possible answer If you are playing for the Pelicans or a fan of the Pelicans or in the front office of the Pelicans, here's what Zion Williamson said about New York City. I'm glad you asked that, actually. Uh, New York is the mecca of basketball. I love playing. I love playing here. Uh, When I played here in college, and this is my first time playing here in the pros, and I mean, this this atmosphere, you know, whether they're cheering for you, whether they're booing for you, uh, it's amazing. Uh, Honestly, I think outside of New Orleans, obviously, I think this might be my favorite place to play outside of New Orleans. I can't even lie to you. I can't lie to you. Okay, let that sink in. I honestly think outside of New Orleans, this might be my favorite place to play. I can't lie to you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and 
and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's turn back the clock just a few years. The Knicks tanking for Zion had the worst record in the NBA. Two worse than the Cavs. Okay? Knicks, Cavs, and Suns all had a 14% chance to land Zion. Knicks, Cavs, and Suns. And none of them got him. The Pelicans, the Pels, ended up sneaking up. They only had a 6% chance to land Zion, and they get him. And there was that viral video that, that night of the Pelicans' war room just erupting in cheer when they landed him. and Or they landed the first pick, which everybody knew was Zion. And look, listen, the Knicks did not get a bad consolation prize in R.J. Barrett. John Morant went second to Memphis, and R.J. Barrett went third to the Knicks. Listen, Quick word on the Knicks, okay? Obviously, they'd love to have Zion Williamson reunite him with his uh, Duke teammate, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, by the way, is getting no pub, and he's playing out of his mind this year. Folks, R.J. Barrett, second year in the league. He's second on the Knicks in scoring at 17 a game, 38% on threes. Oh, yeah, the Knicks are in the playoffs, but nobody's talking about R.J. Barrett because Julius Randle is, you know, hashtag Rob G, former Laker. Julius Randle is just on a mission to prove everybody wrong. And I guess he's on his uh, second team, third team. I, I forget, but Julius Randle, 33 and 10 and five steals against uh, against Zion and the Pelicans. And Julius Randle, by the way, is on pace to be a third team All-NBA guy. As long as the Knicks get in the playoffs, I don't think you can keep Julius Randle off the All-NBA team. And so... R.J. Barrett's getting no pub at all. But what's happening is the Knicks are in the playoff mix. They suddenly become attractive to Zion. And when Zion says this, listen, Pelicans fans just went through losing Anthony Davis. Of course, Anthony Davis didn't really do it the right way, but he didn't have much of an option. And it has worked out for him. Just a reminder, Anthony Davis and the Pelicans sweep, I think it was Portland in the first round. Then they go to the second round, and lose to the Warriors. So everybody's like, oh, Anthony Davis could stay. He's going to build something in New Orleans. And the next season, they start off awful, terrible. I don't know, 4-12, and 12, whatever it was. Anthony Davis says, I'm out. <laughs> trade me. Um, and, of course, then the Lakers tried to trade for him, and they, they that blew up in their face, and um, LeBron gets hurt. Bottom line, they end up trading AD to the Lakers. Lakers win a title the first year. So it worked out well for AD. And listen, karma shined on the Pelicans. They ended up with Zion. All that being said, you have to feel like it is just a matter of when Zion Williamson bolts for 
perhaps the Knicks. Um, we don't know where uh, LeBron's going to be uh, health-wise. When he's uh, is he going to command top dollar? Is he going to play on the cheap, the, the way Tom Brady's playing on the cheap, so they can bring everybody back to Tampa? Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but. I'll tell you this. If you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan, you have to be just feeling so horrible right now. A, it's going to be year two, no play-in, no playoffs. At least it's looking that way. Zion saying really, really nice things. Exceptionally nice things about New York. The Knicks suddenly turning around with Thibodeau. Julius Randle. Now, is Zion a fit with Julius Randle? That's a great problem the Knicks fans would love to have, right? It's like, we haven't been in the playoffs in forever. Uh, we have been irrelevant forever. Um, but is Zion going to fit with Julius Randle in, I don't know, three years or whatever? Zion can, uh, has the chance to sign his rookie deal. Now, the word of positivity, because it's not all negative for the Pelicans, is no star player that I can recall. And I tried to look this up on Sunday. I couldn't find one example. No star player who was uh, uh, on a rookie deal did not sign the extension. LeBron signed the rookie extension. Now, that's going back 15 years, really before the player empowerment started. LeBron signed his extension after three years. The first year after he signed it, he signed it in July 2006. The very next year, the Cavs got to the finals. So, obviously, LeBron, he made a great decision, you know. Look at that. The Cavs are building around him. They go to the finals... Three more years, they never get back to the finals. I maintain it was not LeBron's fault. If you look at the year they went to the finals, LeBron did everything, people. 2007, LeBron carried a motley crew on his back to the finals. If you really want to go and turn back the clock, go look up LeBron, Detroit Pistons, 2007 playoffs. I mean, he went bananas in one game. It was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. And as soon as LeBron did that, I became just such a huge fan. I mean, obviously you like him before that, but that game was like, this guy's a superstar. Like, you know, I know Zach Levine had like 25 straight points recently in a game. Okay, that's an April basketball game. LeBron did it as a young guy against a former champion Pistons team, and he did it in the playoffs on the road. It was amazing. And after the year in the finals, LeBron, three more years, and then he bolts for Miami. So he was in Cleveland for seven years. The only other major mega star that is in this stratosphere of Zion, LeBron, is Kevin Durant. He was in Seattle slash OKC for nine years. Now, again, this is tricky. LeBron missed the playoffs his first two years. Then they get to the second round. And you're like, oh, we've got something cooking. LeBron, let's sign that extension. KD, in his fifth year, with James Harden, they get to the finals. It's like, oh, man, what am I leaving for? We got everything. Then it got complicated. We talked about it. Sam Presti foolishly trades James Harden. Still, has a chance to go down as one of the dumbest trades ever. I think the Grizzlies trading Pau Gasol to the Lakers and gifting Kobe two titles certainly falls into that category. Although, yes, I don't think Pau Gasol had ever won a playoff series, but... The talent was obviously there, and they gave up a Hall of Famer, basically, in his infancy to the Lakers. So that James Harden deal was awful. However, injuries hit. They lost Russ in the playoffs, lose to the Grizzlies. They go to the conference finals against the Spurs. That was the Kawhi, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker team that um, uh, faced the Heat. And the following year, injuries to KD and Durant, they missed, uh, KD and Westbrook, they missed the playoffs. And then the next year, his ninth season in OKC, another reason I can never get on KD's case about leaving. He stayed there nine years. He gave it his all. They got to the finals uh, once with him and the conference finals two more times after that. They lose to the Warriors in game seven, brutal series. Then he leaves. My question is to you guys. Does Zion Williamson stick around that long to even have a chance of getting to the finals with the Pelicans? And I've got to be honest, it is still early in the game. But after two years, I think Zion can look around and say, what are they doing? What is the game plan? What are we doing, Griff? What what happened with Redick? And I think I've said this before. Um, 
you know, full disclosure, my agent is at CAA. Um, JJ Reddick is ripped by CAA. JJ Reddick said how poorly the Pelicans handled his departure just last month from um, New Orleans. He ended up in Dallas. He told them he wanted to go to Brooklyn. They said, well, we'll try to get you to the Northeast, and they screwed him. JJ Reddick's rep by CAA. Zion also rep by CAA. Just putting that out there as a reminder. Of course, agents talk. We know how that game is played. That being said, I have a feeling Zion is building a case to say, I'm sorry, I don't think I want to sign this rookie extension. They're going to have one summer to turn it around because you can't go the first three years with no playoffs and say, yeah, I'm sticking around. There's just no way. Now, Rob G., I've been beating this drum, banging it hard. I could end up looking like a fool. Wouldn't be the first time. I just wonder, when you hear Zion say, man, New York is the mecca of basketball. I love playing here. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. You have to feel like it's a wrap. There's no way Zion stays in New Orleans. I think you're getting way ahead of yourself at this point. Now, at the earliest, the earliest he could leave would be 2024. Because even though he's a free agent in 2023, he's restricted, which means... Regardless of what kind of offer he gets, the Pelts is going to match it. He'd stuck. He'd stick around. So you have, what, three more years for things to shake themselves out? I would assume by then the Lakers are not, you know, favorites in the Western Conference. Chris Paul's probably retired, so the Suns maybe aren't as good. Uh, the Clippers, I'm sure, will be broken up by then. I don't think there's any way that that <laughs> nucleus lasts that long. Broken up by then. Yes. They could, they could, Kawhi could bolt this summer. Exactly. I maintain. By the way, quick aside. I did Undisputed Friday. I absolutely um, just urinated all over the Clippers. It was bad. And then I vomited on them and then I took a dump on them. It was ugly. And Clipper fans all weekend, Rob. I don't know if you saw this Clipper Daryl guy. Do you know him? Clipper oh, Darrell, I know Clipper Darryl, yeah. He dedicated an entire Instagram post to me saying he wants to fight me like Jake Paul because of how I disrespected the Clippers and all this nonsense. Like, I, I'm not very familiar with this guy's work. Is he a, just normally a loose cannon? Not at all. Clipper Daryl is actually one of the more fun, you know, quote-unquote celebrity fans that we have. I guess I just got him worked into a lather. Yeah. I mean, if you, I guarantee you ever saw him at Staples Center, which I'm sure you will once, you know, we get more fans in the building. You'll, you and Clipper Daryl will hit it off stupendously. I mean, I'm a friendly guy. I'm very nice. No, but I mean, I mean he, he loves trash talk, and he, but he's friendly with the trash talk. It's never— How you know. can you trash talk as a Clippers fan? You don't have a leg to stand on. That's not important. What can you I, say? I can trash talk as a UCLA Bruins football fan, and my team sucks. I'm a Raiders fan, and really? I trash talk. So, I mean— it, it, But the Raiders have won things in their history. And then you could just say, hey, I'm a Raiders fan. I'll cut you in the parking lot. Wow. Like, I got you. I got you. That's how they roll. Stereotype. UCLA, they've come on. They've had some really good football players. Josh Rosen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, man. Uh, Troy Aikman. He wasn't even really good at UCLA, though, to be honest. It was but. like 40 years ago, but nevertheless. Okay, continue. So Clippers. Go ahead. Break down the entire no, way. So I there, mean, the, there's the, a lot. Sons of, okay, I mean, I, I, if I were to bet in three years from now, which teams do I think are kind of near the top of the Western Conference, I would say Denver for sure. Grizzlies. Uh, yeah, I guess the I mean the Grizzlies they got, they got some talent. The problem though is that they have a lot of guys who are all the same level. They need to consolidate them and, and get more upper echelon talent. Like I think that their their numbers four through like twelve guys are all interchangeable. And that's the problem. You need to consolidate that and get some more higher end talent. Um Utah I think will be good. I think that they're gonna be a great regular season team for a long time, for sure. Um Luca will be up there, so I, I there there is definitely room for the Pelicans to make some headway in the Western Conference in the next two or three years. I, you forgot the Golden State Warriors. Um, okay, uh-huh. yeah, I have to talk about no, the Warriors. I, I definitely uh, did not forget the Golden State Warriors. I just want to say, when was the last time a high-profile free agent went to New Orleans? Uh, There's your answer. <laughs> they, they, it's tough to get free agents. So how on earth? Are they supposed to build around Zion? You know, in the offseason, uh, Lonzo Ball's toast. There, there's no way they're bringing him. Well, back. I think that's going to be. He wants 20 big, million. I think that's going to be the, one of the big dominoes to fall. 
if they decide that they're just going to let him walk for nothing, that could be a death knell for the Pelicans. Well, and, uh, and, hello, and, and that's Ron, not even signing sustain. him to twenty million a year is going to be a death knell. But the thing is, like I said, I'm higher on Lonzo Ball than you are. But the one thing that good franchises absolutely do not do under any circumstance is let guys leave for nothing. When Golden State lost Kevin Durant, they knew they were going to lose Kevin Durant to Brooklyn. They negotiated to sign and trade for D'Angelo Russell so that at minimum they could either keep D'Angelo Russell or they can trade him down the road, which is what they did. When um, Boston, you know, as much shit as I talk about Danny Ainge, when he knew he was looting Gordon Hayward, they did a sign and trade to get a trade exception. So if they end up deciding we're just not going to match a Lonzo Ball offer, that is crippling for a franchise moving forward because say what you want about Lonzo but he's an above average player in the NBA and you don't let those guys leave for nothing okay so I I I don't remember everybody in the Anthony Davis deal but Julius Randle was in it no he was not Julius Randle actually played in New Orleans no but this this tells you what you know the good franchise thing the Lakers let Julius Randle leave for nothing before LeBron got there oh wow because they wanted they wanted the cap space Oh, man, that's brutal. However, that being said, they had Julius Randle in New Orleans. We could have seen Zion and Randle. But I would argue the opposite. If, uh, if if they sign Lonzo, you will now have basically two borderline max spots to Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. And folks, I don't know how anybody can make a case that that nucleus is anything close to... Uh, to a pl- contending team in the West, and I don't know, they haven't proven they're a playoff team. I mean, what do you do with Eric Bledsoe? You know, they're locked into Steven Adams. Like, Rob, they're going nowhere fast. They're wasting Zion Williamson's early career, and that is probably a sign he ain't going to be coming back. There's no foundation there where, hey, we've got really promising young talent. Yeah, Kira Lewis is a nice old player. Jackson Hayes is a good player. Um... I like the kid, uh, Alexander Wolf uh, from, um, Alexander, sorry, Alexander Nickel from Virginia Tech. Like, they've got good young players, but you're not getting to the playoffs with that. You're just not. Like, Rob, they need to get wise quickly and say, what can we package for Bradley Beal? What can we package for whatever other potential start? Can we get Zach Levine? Like, they've got to do something, Rob. You can't just say, we're going to have a bunch of young guys play around Zion and hope for the best. Because the the Cavs, if you remember, did the opposite with LeBron. Let's bring in some veterans like Antoine Jameson and Shaq at 35 or whatever it was. And uh, who was he? Larry Hughes. Like, they brought in a bunch of guys. Like, no, that's not going to do it. you got to go big game hunting. And the problem is nobody wants to part with draft picks because they think there's such um, currency on social media. we got to win the trade. we got to have first-round picks. Like, good luck. I see no path to keeping Zion Williamson for the Pelicans. None. Well, see, I would actually argue that had they just stayed with the youth movement, they'd be better along than what they are now. When they decided, when they made the trade and got Lonzo, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram to go with Zion Williamson, that right there alone should have given you a Boston Celtics-esque window. Where you're like, hey, I don't know if these guys are going to win a championship, but I do know that... Brandon Ingram is at it. You could tell then he was going to be an all-star potential level player. We assumed when Zion was drafted, he was going to be a superstar level potential player. So you could have assumed that those guys could have grown together in two, three, four years and would have been a playoff team. Maybe they get to the upper half of the Western Conference. I don't know if they ever win a championship, but at least they're a solid, competitive year in, year out team. Okay, okay, let me ask you this. Wait, let me ask you this. If Brandon Ingram is your number two guy, are you a playoff team in this NBA? Of course. Oh. See, where I think where they went wrong is they tried to, like you said, bring in veterans, quote-unquote, fast-track the process, and their problem is they brought in Steven Adams and extended him, which didn't make any sense. <laughs> they, they, they brought in a big man who doesn't fit next to your superstar player. Zion Williamson needs a, the floor spread so he can go to the basket at will, over and over and over and over. Steven Adams does nothing but clog the paint. He doesn't even rebound at a high enough rate for you to say, well, you know, he's helping on that end. He, he's not a, a switchable defender, so you can say, hey, he's taking some over. No, 
He's an old school seven foot plotter. That's number one. Number two, when they got Eric Bledsoe, not only did he take away some point guard minutes from who you were hoping at the time might be a point guard of the future, Lonzo Ball, but he also took away minutes from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He took away minutes from uh, Josh Hart. And so these young guys that you want to develop and you want to see what they're doing are getting blocked by Eric Blitzer, who fell off a cliff as soon as he left Milwaukee. And the book was already out when he was in Milwaukee that he was an overrated player then. So in order for them to even get a Bradley Beal, to get, I mean, I wouldn't put Zach Levine because I don't, I don't think Zach Levine is that great. I think he's just a stats guy. But to get whatever star you want, you're in a situation now where you have to give up Alonzo Ball, a Brandon Ingram, somebody like that, all of those draft picks that you have because you blocked yourself in with those two horrible moves. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize how bad Bledsoe had been. Uh, so if you look at the stats and then you look at the player efficiency rating on the Pels, Zion is number one, 27. He's like top 10 in the league, I think. Ingram is at 20. Eric Bledsoe is 10.7 player efficiency rating. Below... The young kid, Lewis, the, uh, behind someone named Najee Mitch Marshall, He's behind Josh Hart, Alexander Walker, Lonzo, Adam, like Bledsoe's been a disaster. Like that trade, that was horrible. How is, how is uh, Griff still the GM there? Like all he's done is make horrible moves. Now somebody might have to come in and clean it up. I don't know, Rob. Basically, you've said nothing that shows this team is uh, bound for the playoffs in the next year, right? Right. Well, I mean, well, I guess the... the uh positive that people around the NBA think about David Griffin is he has like 11,000 draft picks. So, you know, we're still in that world where people think draft picks are better than actual players for whatever reason. I don't I, you, you know, if you ask LeBron about draft picks, he like doesn't play with young guys at all. No. And look at the Warriors. You know, they got all these young guys. I mean, Steph's playing with a G League roster. James Wiseman's now ton, done for the season. And it, Steph's putting the team on his back trying to carry them. It, it, there's, it's so difficult to win with 19 and 20 year olds. And I know what you're saying. Well, Jason, you just said Zion should leave because he's not winning. He's 20. I understand that. Zion is your foundational young guy. Put smart, talented veterans around him. Like, honestly, I, I, but, I, I but it's he, tough for me to hype this team. Hold on. The Atlanta Hawks have this year done a damn good job putting people around Trey Young. Okay. Bogdanovich has played very well. I, I, I'm stunned at how well he's been. Clint Capella, I mean, nobody's really noticed it because it's the Atlanta Hawks. Clint Capella leads the Hawks in player efficiency. Better than Trey Young. Capella is regularly putting up 15 and 15. Like, that's all he does. You put veterans around the young guys and you can win. You've just got to pick the right veterans. And that's the hard part. Listen, this is not rocket science. It's very difficult. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I'm glad you brought up the Hawks. What they did is they built their entire roster around Trey Young. That's what they did. I mean, when they got Clint Capella, they said, hey, we're going to have a lob threat for, for Trey Young because he didn't have the ball every, every time. We're going to uh, get Rajon Rondo. didn't really work out because we want a guy who's a, a, a veteran presence behind him that might be able to help him play off the ball. We're going to get uh, Gallinari because he can stretch the floor as, as a four. What New Orleans is doing is the exact opposite. They've got guys that don't fit with him. And so, but the, like I said, the reason why I think that it's unfair to suggest that maybe they might not get better is because even when you, uh, outside of LeBron James, every single great player took time to win. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me stop you there. Yes, that is true. But only using the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. You could even start with Kobe. Yes, he needed a couple years to win. I got it. That being said, by year three, I think every single one of these young guys was in the playoffs. LeBron, second round of the playoffs in year three. Okay? I got to look up what, what, when Durant got in. Him and, you know, Russ were pups. But by year three, you have to have some progress. Uh, there has to be progress. And I don't know, Rob. I, I see none of it from Zion. Imagine Luka Doncic comes into the league really, really good. Second year, they make the playoffs. Third year, they make the playoffs. Like, Zion's out here like, yo, <laughs> we're not in the playoffs in year two. Uh, Luka pushed the Clippers. He challenged the Clippers almost by himself with a pretty good roster, even though Porzingis is already hurt. And 
I don't know, man. I'm, I'm almost disappointed that Zion's not crushing it. I kind of am. Well, I mean, Zion himself is playing great. And yeah, he, Brent- he's dominated, but not crushing like into the playoffs because the NBA needs him. And we've gone over this. I'm not going to fight people on this. The NBA would love Zion Williamson to get in the playing game. They would love more than anything a play-in game between Steph and Zion, right? Oh, yeah. I don't think there could be a better unless you want to put LeBron in the play-in game or whatever. Uh, I mean, what one thing that doesn't help Zion's case, and this is no fault of his own, is that he's not a ball-dominant player. Only in the last, what, month and a half have, yeah. They, yeah. have they experimented with point Zion, which has been great. But what helped Luka speed up the process a little bit was that he has been used to dominating the ball going back to when he played overseas. You know, Trey yeah. Young came came into the league, say what you want about their method, but they decided you're our guy. You're, we're trial by fire. We're just going to go as you go. And Zion, up until recently, needed someone to set him up. He needed a point guard to get him the ball in the right spots. Brandon Ingram is not a point guard, and the problem is when your best player also likes to shoot a lot, it's hard to develop a second guy. So Fair. it's up until recently that Zion started to play point. Ingram starting to to round into form, I guess, at the number two, even though you can tell he's bucking that a little bit. I don't think he thinks himself as a number two. I think he thinks yeah. he's their best of player. himself as a what, a one? Yeah. Oh, come I on. Think and it, that's, you know, we could look at this, Rob, so we could do an hour going through the league. Like, is this, can this guy get to the playoffs if he's your number two or number three. And I firm, I mean, I like Brandon Ingram. He's a really good player. He's going to have a long career. Um, if he's your third best player, you are in great, fantastic shape. If Brandon Ingram is your second player, I don't know if you're a playoff team. Wow. I don't. I, I like him. I mean, he he's a good player, but does he impact winning that much? I mean, I mean he's in like year five. You could say that about Bradley Beal. Does Bradley Beal impact winning that much? He's been in the playoffs multiple times. He was the second <laughs> best guy he, to John Wall. Was he the guy? It was John Wall. It was John Wall's team. Uh, that's fine. He was number two. Oh. So if Beal is your two, I think you're in better shape than if Ingram's your two. Of course. Well, I mean, at that, by that point, it was veteran Beal. You're still pretty early with Ingram. And Whoa, 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 whoa. How old is Brandon Ingram? Pretty early with Brandon Ingram. Well, yeah, but he's in like his fifth year. Hold on, let me call up the stats on Ingram. And and this is the this is one thing I don't like going uh, talking about these guys because then everybody's like, why do you hate Brandon Ingram? I don't, I don't hate Brandon Ingram at all. So the, yeah, he is in his fifth year in the league. I mean, last year he averaged twenty three. This year he's averaging twenty four, shooting thirty eight thirty eight percent from three. He's this thing, he's a very good basketball player. They're not in the playoffs, and, but, and I, I know nobody wins on their own. But I, I he feels like uh, okay. Small forward, right? That that would be, he's that his, that's his position, right? Right. I would say Demar Derozan, and I know he keeps coming up for whatever reason. Um, also, a small forward, or would he? Would you call him a shooting guard? He's a shooting guard. Okay. Well, give me a small forward, and let's see if he falls into the second best player versus third best player. Uh, Joe Harris. Stop. <laughs> LeBron <Harris> James. <laughs> Joe Harris is an Olympian, and I, I consider him more of a shooter. Um, Jimmy Butler. Okay. Is he a one or a two? On that team, he's a one. And they got to the finals. Now, does that go, well, it was a bubble year, Jason. You know, I don't know. I mean, Paul George established himself as a one in Indiana, right? Couldn't get to the finals, but went toe-to-toe with LeBron for a couple of years uh, in, in the East. Gets injured, comes back to OKC. Is he a one? Is he a two? He was nearly the MVP of the league. I think he finished top five in OKC. Then he goes to the Clippers. He's clearly the number two. They should be great. They're very, very good. Like, Paul George, is is he your perfect number two? Because I, I, he was he was a number one at Indiana. I think if Paul George is, if you look at the ones and the twos, and we maybe we'll do a list on this or something one day, but I think Paul George has to be near the top of number twos. Anthony Davis, of course, is he more of a 1B than a 2? I think he's clearly a 2. Well, he was a 1 in New Orleans, and they got to the second round. But if you make him a 2, like, you're really, you're really it's Devastating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if Kyrie Irving is your third best player, you're probably going to go to the finals, right? Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, 
and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Did you see that Kevin Durant got hurt again I did on Sunday, see that. Rob? Yes, I listen, did. KD's my guy. Um... He's played 23 games this year. What's he going to play? Like, I know he's coming off the Achilles, but remember, he missed the entire last season. I think the Achilles was in June of 2019. So he had something like 15 months off, 16 months off, and, and he keeps getting hurt. He is 32. I, I You know I am Team Kevin Durant. I, I think he's in the top 15 all-time discussion I thought he had passed LeBron a few years back I caught a heat for saying that um I the the injuries man I mean go look at the history of this guy OKC he had injuries Golden State missed 20 games missed uh 16 games and now in Brooklyn coming off the Achilles like I I, I would love him for him to be healthy man he's shooting 45 percent on threes can he ever stay healthy Rob I'll tell oh, you what, I believe if this was a playoff, he'd be you would have finished the game. He would have kept playing. I don't think it's that serious an injury. But Brooklyn has definitely decided that the regular season is not important in any way, shape, or form. So they're gonna be ultra conservative. 
don't be surprised if he's out for a week, you know, to let a bruise heal, which I don't, you know, I don't know how that's that big of a okay, deal. Okay, how about, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, who do you think Steve Nash's favorite player is on the Nets this year? Take your time on this one. Any player or one of the stars? On No, 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 any player. See, now you're on to it. You know it was a bit of a trick question. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Brown. Mm. I would I would guess Jeff Green. Yeah, veteran. That was my second guess, up. actually, guy. <laughs> he's gonna show up for work every damn day. He's not gonna give you a lip. He's not gonna take bad shots. He's not gonna ask for a day off. He's not gonna. Oh, my knee. You know, he's a professional. And I'm starting. I don't want to say anymore, but I, I'm starting to have some reservations about the Nets. No, it doesn't have to do with the loss to Miami. Um. I don't want to say I've heard stuff because I don't want this getting aggregated and then I become like, oh, what does Jason know? Who's he talking? You know, I'm just going to say I'm starting to have some more concerns about the Nets. Um, and we'll see if Harden's back this week. By the way, my son's fantasy team, we did make the playoffs. We get super lucky in that this week we face the team with Damian Lillard, J- uh, Grant from the Pistons, and Donovan Mitchell, and all three of them. <laughs> have been injured, and uh, we will not have Harden this week, but I think we should uh, advance to the semifinals, which will be a real test. But um, just thought I'd add that. Uh, any final parting shots, um, Rob G., whether it's Zion, whether it's uh, Kevin Durant, whether it's Bradley Beal, I, I, I don't know. And Maybe we should, should do an entire show on Bradley Beal trades that need to happen because all these teams just sitting on draft picks and – feeling like they need to make a move. Like, how many teams, Rob, bricked at the trade deadline when you look around the league at the injuries? Oh, a I mean, ton. If somebody had, I mean, if somebody had made an offer for Bradley Beal, holy hell. Then I guess the opposite is true. The Denver Nuggets go in, get uh, Aaron Gordon, everything's looking great, and then Jamal Murray's done for the season. You know, and, and it's Denver, which I, I, I have a feeling I was going to be right, that they were going to go to the conference finals again. I mean, nobody's, I, I don't think they're a factor, do you? No, unfortunately not. Yeah. Jamal Murray eliminates them completely. So yeah, I don't know. That that's just those are my thoughts on Zion Williamson, and um, I just I don't feel good. I don't know how you can feel good if you're Griff, if you're Stan Van Gundy, if you live in the greater Louisiana area, if you bought a Zion Williamson jersey. Um, yeah, I don't know. Put me down for he ain't staying. Um, all right, Rob, uh, I'll give you the final word. Two quick things. Number one, AD is on the way. So it's very exciting. Has to end on Laker stuff from Num- Laker fan number one. Roger. Number two, we no, this is a tease ahead to something we're doing later in the week. I got some Steph Curry slander oh, no. in the chamber. How can you have Steph Curry slander That's a tease. when he scored 10 straight games of 30 or more <laughs> points? That's like a Michael Jordan type deal. It, and you got Steph Curry slander. It took cooking. some mental gymnastics, but I have some, yes. some stats yes. that'll... Of work against him uh, <laughs> hey by the way I'm going to humor you and the audience and this is what we'll go out on I am going to um, give you the guys around Steph Curry in Saturday night's loss to the Celtics where Curry was otherworldly again he had 47 hit 11 threes okay? he played with Juan Toscano Anderson he played with Jordan Poole Gary Payton II, I didn't even know he was on the team. Uh, I'm I'm assuming this is Damian Lee and your boy Kent Bazemore. Andrew Wiggins, who, I mean, you could probably make an argument that he's the most overpaid player in the league. Um, Draymond Green, who is the self-proclaimed best player uh, in defense in the history of the league. And um, who was the other guy they started? Oh, Kevon Looney. How could I forget Kevon Looney? I mean, that is, is that an upgrade from the Davidson team Steph Curry had or a downgrade? Wow. I just had to ask. I don't, I don't know. You're Steph ridiculous. Curry slander when he's putting up 47 a game. Unbelievable. I'm oh, sorry, not 47. <laughs> 40 a game in the month of April. That's all. Uh, all right, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. 
And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.